Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Um, well, glad you're making it to Bible studies now. Praise God. Uh, that's a good thing. And um, I know there are certain things that God is teaching us as a church, and we are walking into them. And I believe that um, our lives will be supernaturally transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit as we abide with these things. Amen. I want to plead with every one of us to pay very careful attention tonight. I believe that the message tonight has the potential to supernaturally transform your life and, uh, and change your life. Praise God. How many of you have enjoyed the Wisdom for Living series so far? Let me see your hands. Okay. The last Wednesday of this month, we would be taking questions and answers and um, concerning any areas of the wisdom for living. And if there are no questions and answers, uh, then everybody would share what they learned. So um, you can decide not to come, but that will not be wisdom for living. So, but I want everyone to be present the last Wednesday of this month. Um, the choir is already, they're taking their lessons already, so all you need to do is take one of those lessons. Make sure you're taking the notes. And um, so if you have questions on any areas, you write it down and we will pick it up from there. Let's pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Do, um, do we have the pictures uh, ready? Um, praise God. Now I, I want to show a few pictures and that will form the basis of our teaching. This evening we're talking on capacity. Capacity. If the Facebook is not working, you guys just put the link to the audio and just make sure that that doesn't distract you guys also. We're talking on capacity. And uh, I believe that this is a very important subject or something that people do not really pay attention to in their lives. And most people end up blaming God for where they are. Okay? So most times people end up blaming the Lord for where they are or for certain things that have not been achieved in their life. So we're looking at capacity. Now, the English dictionary gives two meanings to capacity. The English dictionary gives two meanings to capacity. The first one is the maximum amount that something can contain. Everyone say the maximum amount. Okay, that's, that's like you guys are hungry. Um, so I'll pretend that I did not hear. Let's, let's go again. Say the maximum amount. 
that something can contain. So, when I talk about the capacity, we're talking about the maximum amount that something can contain. Then, the second definition is the amount that something can produce. So, when we talk about capacity, we're looking at it from just the basic English dictionary. We're saying, first of all, the maximum, and I'd like you to pay attention to that, the maximum amount that something can contain. The maximum amount that something can contain. Then, uh, number two is the amount that something can produce. The amount that something can produce. So, when I talk about your capacity, I'm thinking about two things now. First of all, the maximum amount of the things you can receive that can be done for you by God in the kingdom. And number two, the amount that you can produce, which will, which will tie up to your potential. What can you produce? Or what can you receive from the Lord? So let's say, for instance, I want you to imagine, um, use your imagination. Let's say somebody goes out there to a river. Okay? We've got a river by our side. Okay? You go out there to a river. And then we have three gallons that can carry water. Let's say the first gallon is 10 kg. Alright? And let's say the second man decides to go with uh, 100 liters gallon. And then the third person drives to the river with a truck. So keep that image in your head. So we've got a river. Now, that river, the fact that it is called a river means that it's unlimited. Am I right? Am I right? So the river has unlimited water. Okay? Now, three people go into that river. One goes in there with a 10 kg gallon. The other goes in there with 100 liters. And then one goes in there with a truck. Now, how much water is the one who went in with the 10 kg? How much water is he going to get? 10, 10 kg. No, I said kg, not liters. 10 kg, right? Okay. Then, if the second person goes... With a hundred liters, what is he going to get? A hundred liters. Not a hundred naira. hundred what? Liters. Alright. Now, if the third person goes with a truck, what is the person going to get? <laughs> Somebody say truck water. <laughs> What's the person going to get? A truck water. Alright. So, I want you to take a look at this image. Take a deep look at this image. Essentially, in the kingdom of God, the resources of God is unlimited. The capacity you have in your spirit to produce is as vast as this ocean. Where you are today is a result of what you're taking to the river. Where you are today is a result of what you're taking to the river. You know, during the worship session, 
Sister Mary said that. We are actually unlimited. We are unlimited. The Holy Spirit, the creator of the universe, lives in us. God dwells within us. If there are limits we are experiencing in our life, there are limits caused and initiated by our capacity. I want you to make sure you pick every single word of this teaching tonight. The kingdom of God is unlimited. There is no end to its ability. There is no end to that which God can cause you to produce. And so therefore, however, where you are now is a product of your capacity. Look at the example again. A man takes 10 kg to the water. Another man takes 100 liters to the water. And then the third person goes there with a truck. The man who's taking the 10 kg cannot blame the river for what he has. If you want to get more, you would have to expound your capacity. Let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 2 and verse 22. Make sure you're following with me. Mark chapter 2 and verse 22. Mark 2, 22. Jesus was talking about the wineskin. Now, the wineskin in Bible times was made of animal skin. So they made animal skin like bottles to, to, to hold wine. Jesus said in Mark chapter 2 verse 22, verse 20, 22, No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will bust the skins and the wine is lost. And the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wine skin. Now pay attention to this. Jesus was saying, listen. Now, the reason they talked about that was because wine, uh, if you put new wine in an, in an old wine skin, that skin is already dried up. Okay? And because of the process of fermentation and the rest, the skin is going to break. Jesus clearly was telling them, of course, he was talking in context about Judaism and the new covenant. But I want you to see something bigger from here. That Jesus is saying, listen, if a man wants to receive new wine, the problem is not the new wine. What's the problem? The wine skin. Everybody say the wine skin. Yeah. God desires to do new things in your life. The issue is not about what God wants to do. 
The issue is not the capacity of what God wants to do. It is your capacity to receive new wine. You see, many times people pray for changes, but they are not ready for it. People want to grow, but they are not willing to put the demands. On Sunday we talked about order and systems. They don't want to put the order in their life to grow into what they are trusting God for. And Jesus says, listen... If I put new wine in an old wine skin, I would lost both the wine and the wine skin. Solomon puts it this way. The prosperity of the fool would destroy him. It's not that prosperity is bad. But if a fool prospers, it destroys the man. Uh, what I want to ask you this evening is, what is it that God wants to pour into your life that your wine skin is not ready for? What are you believing for that you haven't built the capacity for? Because sometimes we almost look like God is wicked. Oh, God is blessing some people and God is not blessing us. God is doing this for that person and God is not doing it for us. Do we sit back and ask ourselves, do we really have the capacity to take this new wine? Do we have the lifestyle to sustain this new wine? Do we have the habit to sustain this new wine? New wine would require new wine skin. Write that down. New wine would require new wine skin. Every time God wants to take you to the next level, He would require certain adjustments. New wine would require new wine skin. I have some points down here you have to write under this. The limits of what you receive or become is determined by you and not God. Listen carefully. The limits of what you receive and what you become, you are the one responsible, not God. God has given us all that pertain to life and godliness. You determine if you want to walk in everything God has for you. We've, we've almost made the sovereignty of God look like God loves some people, God doesn't love some people. No, no, no. A thousand times no. It's the same blood that was shed for all of us. Have you read that scripture in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8? Right? Let's read it. It's a popular verse of scripture. But let's read something there. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Are you still here? Say amen if you're here. Alright, verse 8. Look at Joshua 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. What's the next line? For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Look at that verse of scripture. Who makes his way prosperous? You do it. You do it. And how do you do that? You meditate on the word day and night. You observe to do what is written in the word. Now you have people who don't have time to meditate on the word. They won't give time to the word. They won't give time to do the word. They don't have time to meditate on the word. They don't have time to confess the word. They don't have time to, for fellowship. And they want God to prosper them. And they blame God. It might look very harsh, but where you are now, you put yourself there. Yeah, it might look harsh. 
It might look like, oh, but you don't know what's going on around me. Your choices and your capacity got you to where you are today. If you would alter your wineskin, if you would alter your choices, if you would alter your habits, it's a matter of time. You would grow from where you are to where you need to be. I've realized, and it's always been my belief system after studying the Word of God, no man can stop you if you have the right habits. They might laugh at you at the beginning, they might castigate you at the beginning, they might criticize you at the beginning, but right under their very nose, you will experience increase. Praise God. Come on church, are you here? We've talked about order and system. How many of you got back home yes, uh, on Sunday and put order in your life? How many did that simple assignment? Go back, think of areas to put order. Don't raise your hand. How many people did it? Today is Wednesday. Have you followed the order in three days? Have you followed the order in three days? Hmm? You put order on Sunday. Ah, order, order, order. Hey, order, everywhere, order. As if you're a police corporal. Or you're in court. Huh? Then order Sunday evening. Order Monday. Tuesday, disorder. Yeah. Are you following this? It says, you will make your way prosperous. You do it. Many people blame God for where they are. Many people blame God for where they are. And until you stop the blame game, you cannot make increase. Bakari used to say something, Pastor Tunde Bakari in Lagos. He used to say something. He said, one of his elder brothers used to always say, Ah, if our father has not died, if our father had not died, we would, I would have been this. If, my, if our father had not died, would be. then one day he asked the brother, Is it not the same father both of us had? Yeah, I'll ask the man. You are making it look like your father died and mine was alive. Have you heard Bakari's story? How many of you have heard today Bakari's story? That in that same Lagos, he was going from house to house washing people's clothes for money to be able to go to school. In that same Lagos. What are you willing to do to create the future you have tomorrow. There are some people who are jobless but are too proud to do what you call menatas. They don't have any job, but yet they are the most selective. If you like, let your CV be as, as fat as this, my Bible. If you are proud, that will be the only property you would have. This thing, some of these things do not require prayer. He says, I will not put new wine in an old wine skin. If not, I'll destroy you. You keep blaming your circumstances. When will you rise above your circumstance? This happened to you when you were 14 years. This happened to you when you were 16 years. We know. So what next? Are you going to be a historian of your past? Or you will be the creator of your future? Would you rather be the historian of your past? Would you be such a good historian that everybody that comes in contact with you will know the details of your past 
or you would rather stand up and create your future. Bakari told his brother, is it not the same father we had? Was washing people's clothes, went to school, studied, became a lawyer. And that's how God began to help him. Your husband left you. It's been 10 years. Would that also make you live your dream? You had a child when you were a teenager. Would that become the stumbling block on your path? Or you would build your capacity and choose to be someone different? God says, if you would meditate on the word, you would make your way prosperous. You're too busy to meditate on the word. You're too busy to study the word. You're too busy for everything that would make you increase. And you wonder where your life is. Many people blame God for where they are. They want new experiences or increase, but they want to retain the same old habits. They want new experiences, but they want the same old habits. Hmm? You want to experience financial increase, yet you like to still spend without budget. This is one church that we have tried as much as we can to teach you how to manage your finances. I have taught from the Bible. Let's assume I don't have much money, so it's only Bible I know. People that have money have also taught you. You know, you can say, hey, you don't, you don't understand. They have brought, I, I don't understand. Is Bible understand? Eh? We have given you book. Hmm? Yet, budget is a problem. Then you want God to increase you so that you will do what exactly? You want new experiences, but you want to retain your old habits. You want to touch the world. But you want to spend a lot of time sleeping. Read one book. After two pages, you are tired. But yet, God will use us. (laughs) I'm telling you, we will change the world. New experiences, old habits. As you pray for more, are you ready for more? As you pray, you know all of us were praying, right? Come on, how many of you are praying for more? You are not praying for more again. Are you ready for more? Eh? It's not more to pepper them. Are you ready for are you really ready for more? Let me show you something. Uh, you know, I was coming this, this evening and I saw it. Genesis chapter forty one. Genesis forty one, verse fourteen. Some of you are employed in places, right? As simple as you are preparing for a global future. Dress like someone who is going somewhere. Dress properly. Dress for your future. You want to be a diplomat, but your role model in dressing is a rap artist. So, you see, the things don't work. Hmm? You are praying one day, one day, you will be Nigerian ambassador to London. But your, your mentor in dressing is somebody who is always singing about Ajegule boys, Ajegule boys, I love your mother, Ajegule boys, I love your mother. He's not wearing dress. So, although you have the future in your mind of a diplomat, you have the attire of a street boy. So that wine of a diplomat cannot be poured into this container. As crazy as America is, 
in sense of liberality you can do anyhow. You see their president. Hmm? You see their president. If you like, be following movies. You understand? Anything you watch, just take it. Just watch, take it. Your life will just be like a movie. You realize one day you are dead. You've acted, you've just acted drama with it's one life you have. You can't you can't be experimenting every day. You have to be sure of certain things. It's we're not. It's you know, some of us live like if we waste this one, we'll now go and collect the real one. No, it's gone. Look at what happened. Then Pharaoh sent a court for Joseph. And they hurriedly brought him out of the dungeon. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came to Pharaoh. You know, this was the scripture God used, me, used to teach me about dressing. Hmm? Was coming from prison. Come on, how many of you would know that if you were in prison and he said the king wants to see you? And he said, change clothes, say, leave clothes. <laughs> I'm telling you. Would you, you won't have time to shave. You won't have time to dress. But what? I mean, come on, I'm coming out. But little did he know that after the interpretation of that dream, he wouldn't return to the prison. And from there, he would have been chosen to become the prime minister. Imagine he came there, bears scattered, everything. And Pharaoh looks at him and says, you, know, you have the wisdom of a prime minister, but you have the dress sense of a prisoner. That's what some of us are. Our brain is okay. But our look is not okay. Our habits are not okay. Joseph had to change. Had to dress properly. For he met the king. This thing of saying, you know, what people think about me don't matter. How people see me don't matter. Is it their body? Is it my body? Is it your body? I can't wear anything. People make choices about you daily. Bishop Edibor used to say one time, he used to tell his driver, dress well, dress well. I heard his story in school. Dress well, the man would just say, ah, sir, I'm just dressed. So one day, so they went for a meeting. So they, they, they all came in. And uh, they took Bishop, dropped him, kept him somewhere. As the guy was coming, I think he maybe went to park the car, you know. And as he was, they just told him to stay outside. He said, since that day, he started wearing suits. But you see, he had the opportunity to recover himself. Some of us, people have already made choices about us. Where you can go and where you cannot go. Are you hearing this? As you are going to your office, dress well. Because when they are deciding who to send for training, may your May your apparel not be the stumbling block. Say, she is very, this is very good, but I, I don't know. I don't think she represents us well. Say, it's true, sir. Say, it's true. Sir. And that's it. You see, God answers prayers through men. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why when he was writing to the church, the seven churches, he wrote to their pastors. Even though God has called you, if you want to lead prayer here, I'll be the one to give you the microphone. It's God, God called God didn't buy this microphone. I will tell you, right? I mean, 
funny story. I know he doesn't mind. Uh, uh, because you know when you say some of this, it looks like you're just talking. Pastor Felix, you, you, you know he's laughing. You know, I wanted you to lead prayers in camp, Abby. When I came to you, what happened? You were wearing slippers. What did I tell you? I said, you can't pray. Yeah. Then the next day, I think he dressed properly and he prayed. I went to him. I, you to lead prayers. I, saw, I said, you can't. You can't. It's camp, but you can't carry slippers up. Now, what I'm saying is, that is just it. You can't say, oh, we're in camp. We came to see God. The, 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 the venue we paid. So it will take the willingness of God and our own willingness to give you that stage. There is always, every miracle is a collaboration between God and man. So the scripture says in Luke chapter 2 verse 52, Jesus found favor with God and he found favor with man. We cannot be so God-minded that we forget that we are working with men. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As powerful as redemption was, or is rather, as powerful as redemption is, the womb of Mary needed to have Jesus. God could not get pregnant by himself. Jesus needed a womb. So Mary positioning herself as a virgin already keeps her in line for that kind of miracle to come true. Every miracle in this life would require the collaboration of God and the collaboration of man. And so just as God look at the inward path, you focus on the inward path for God. What does man look at? The outward path. You do the outward path for what? For man. God will not bypass men to help you. Scripture says, Give and it shall be given unto you good measure, praise and shaking together. Shall God cause what? Men to do what? Give to you. As you pray for more, are you ready for more? Hmm? So I like you to I like you to approach your life from some from the perspective of somebody who is going somewhere. And you know, dressing is just part of it, so you don't think that is all of it. Dressing is part of it. Speaking is part of it. English is part of it. Uh, your ability to relate with people is part of it. There are many things. You might be very good, but you don't know how to relate. You don't know how to work in a team. And they want to promote you. And somebody will say, if you promote this guy, he can't carry people along, so there's no need. And you remain there because you're not a team player. You don't know how to play or work, work with a team. Praise God. You know, I learned it the very, the very, in a very bitter way. I, I talk a lot by, by nature. And yeah, it's good because this is what I do for a living now. You know, because I always like to talk. I always like to experiment. I always like to talk. And I realized that when I was in school, when they are doing group things, hmm? they are doing group stuff, they will, put, they will put everybody in group. You know, all those group stuff, they will say, okay, all of you get into a group, somebody will do, then somebody will present. I realized that every time they are doing that group stuff, my teacher will send me somewhere. Before I come back, they are put groups. That's how okay, there's no group for just, just. After like two, three times, I just know that, no, this is not deliberate. It can't be that every time you are sorting people in group. That's when you are asking me to go and bring something from your office. And before I come back, all the groups have been formed. So I met, I met, it was my social studies lecturer, English, it was a lady. So I met her. And I said, yeah, but I realized this. This is not the third time. And I said, let me tell you the truth. Any group we put you, you don't allow people to talk. 
<laughs> and she was right. So he said, okay, I'll put you in the next group. You must learn to keep quiet. So, I mean, if I didn't ask her, I would just think that it is favor. That why they are dividing groups, teacher likes me. Not knowing that that's, that's sending me on errand. Or, of course, was denying me the opportunity. So, I mean, essentially, you have in your life today, listen carefully, habits that will aid or will destroy you. You have to be honest with yourself. This, the way I talk, will it help me or will it destroy me? The way I relate with people, the way I take corrections, will it make me better? Because ultimately, at the end of your life, what do you want? You want to get better. Praise God. Alright. Matthew chapter 25, verse 15. You know how wisdom for living is. Practical stuff, right? Yeah, so get the messages again. Listen to them over and over again. Listen to them. Matthew 25, 15. Uh, this was when Jesus gave the parable of the talent. Well, the word talent is actually money, okay? Took money in those days. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. But this is the line I want you to look at. Look at this. It says, each according to his own ability, and he went on his journey. When I was reading this parable before, I just felt, oh, God decided. Hmm? God decided you will take five, you will take two, you will take one. But that's not what happened. He gave these people according to what? Their ability. So actually, what they received was according to their ability. And we know because the one who received one, you saw what he did with his own. Imagine if that was the one that was given ten or five. You would have buried five talents for wrong perception. Hmm? So what you receive from God is according to your ability. So if you want to get more from God, work on your ability. Work on your ability. He says he gave to each one according to his own ability. How much can you manage? Your income is based on your ability. Go to work on yourself. Listen, sit yourself down and have a conversation with yourself. I want to be someone in this life. This, 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 this will not take me there. This will take me there. According to your own ability. It is not God who ultimately determines what they got. It wasn't God. They got the amount of money they could manage according to their ability. Your ability or capacity is what either limits you or increases you. Let me tell you something. If you don't know how to manage resources and they give you a lot of money, before you know, it will come down to your level. Yeah. That's why it's been proven. You can go and read financial book. There's nobody who has won money lottery and became a millionaire from there. After few years. What happened? Came back to square zero. They are footballers. I mean, I think I was reading about Mike Tyson with all the stuff he won, all the championships he won and all the money he got. Go look at him today. All the money is gone. I know you know people who know, you knew they used to have money. You go back to their life today. What happened? Zero. It's not money that makes people prosperous. It's the ability they have. How do I know? The 10,000 you had last week, where is it? Every time you, when you hear somebody say, I don't know where, I don't just know how the money went. That's a, that's, that's, that's a problem. There. It doesn't have to be 1 million. 
When you ask this money, you I don't know what money just disappeared. Once you start hearing things like that, you start hearing things like that. You know that that's a man that if a million is given, you tell the same story. Account, learn to account for your funds. Learn it, learn it. I beg you, learn it. Because if you hang around people who say, ah, forget, he has stinginess, what is this? He's a poor man that's calculating his money. Do you even know that that could yourself that? They will start telling you about rich people they have no access to. And those, you know, you know the, the poor knows a lot about the rich. They paid you last month. No budget. No, nothing. From, from, from when the alert hit, got into your account. Hmm? You have started buying things on WhatsApp. See, where, where is that bag that I talked to you about? See, send me pictures now. Don't waste time. There you are. Four, there's six. Say, give me that. I'll pay for three. Remain two. Before you got from your, the site where I left at home, the money was finished. Hmm? Then you got money on the 20, 24th, 25th. By second. And I say, this month is, is, is slow. <laughs> he said, the month is slow. He said, this month is not running fast. <laughs> so where? Hmm? Say, this month is slow. This month is slow. This month is slow. And you realize that the difference between one salary and another salary is just four weeks. It's four weeks that you are living like somebody that has never... And you come to church, you are sad. They say, lift up only. I say, what are they lifting? If somebody doesn't have money, what will they lift up? I mean, just, I mean, just four weeks. 21 to 25 days, the money is gone. And you have been on that repeat circle for five years. There is no month where you have something saved. Everything is an emergency to you. Everything is an emergency. Let me show you your brother. Luke 15, 13. The prodigal son. Scripture says everything that was written is written for examples. I told you, I, I mean, I think I told you the story. I, I didn't know how to save. The early days when we got married, I didn't know how to save. It took the revelation of the spirit before I started saving. So, I mean, I mean, I didn't grow up as an expert in this thing. Some of them I learned along the way. Hmm? Some of you will give and give and give and give and give. I say givers never lack. But you are the only one that is lacking as a giver. I know a man who borrowed money to train other people's children. I mean, my dad's friend used to borrow money to train people. Borrow money to—he just had this thing that generosity will bring prosperity. The man died in debt. Some of you give without asking questions. There's always an emergency, and they know you. Once it's twenty-second, they start healing you from twenty-second. They start healing from twenty-first. Auntie, I want to check on you. God, the way God has raised you for this our family, your lights will not go down on the twenty-first. On 22nd, you say, God will bless you. Even though you are not married, I see your children. They will go to places. And all those things they are doing now, you are just saying, Amen, Amen. Then 24th, do not say, Ah, as, as I was going, rain started falling in my shoe, and then it's just 3,000. We have collected praises 21st, 22nd. That's the prayer of for 24th. <laughs> I 
Let me tell you this. You can't solve everybody's problem. You are not God. It is pride to think you can. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One day someone asked me for money. And I said, uh, he said, I can ask other people. I just, I just think that I'm, I'm, I'm okay with you. I said, no. I said, ask the other people. And let me know what they say. You can't be okay with asking. Oh, I mean, what? <laughs> Who am I? Among many brethren that you now consider me specially to ask. No, no, no. Check, check other people. Because I'm a pastor. And if I can't pay my child's school fees, they are the one that will now put me up on Facebook. They will say they are called into full-time ministry and children are at home. You don't know that your life, let me, let me read it, let me read it. Luke 15, 13. And not many, the Jumbari prodigal son, and not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country and there he squandered his estate with loose living. This, this story is very interesting. This guy, there were only two boys. This man was wealthy. He said, divide your property into two. This guy collected his father's property. But you know what? He didn't have the capacity to manage it. And not many days... The guy went. I don't know if we still have that message. I thought it were well at the other church. Lessons from the prodigal son. Verse 14. Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country and he began to be impoverished. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country and he sent into his field to feed swine. And he would have gladly fed his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating. And no one was giving, him, giving anything to him. This is one thing I want you to always realize in this life. People would help you spend, but in the days of adversity, no one will give you anything. There's no way, listen, there's no way only this boy would have spent that amount of money without people helping him to spend. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, no one gave it. Look at no one. What was he was he was now happy eating pig's food. Do you know what would have happened to a man? That the food you are giving to pigs, you are, you are so joyful to be able to partake from it. This was a guy who just left his father's house with half of his father's wealth, now eating with pig. Money is not permanent. You can live a lavish lifestyle today, and tomorrow you start eating with pigs. Say, no one gave him anything. Have you ever seen pigs? The scripture even says that a poor, man's, a, a, a poor man is hated by his own brothers. You think you, you think you don't have family. You know people come, in this my life, we don't have, I don't have family. I don't have family. Let them just announce you now that you are local government chairman. You would, you would know that you have cousins. Yeah, you don't have family because you don't have anything. Once you have something, you will see people who just have, you know your father's house. If you go to your father's backyard, there's one block there. That block there, that is me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, people just say all kinds of stuff just to get money from you. And, and start joining themselves to you. And you, in an attempt to, ah, I've discovered my blood brothers, they will suck your blood out of you. And he was eating with the pigs. But when he came to his senses, 
That means while he was spending this money, he was out of his senses. See how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread to eat. But I am dying here with hunger. Look at, not up to ten verses. A man left the house with half of his father's property. Right? Then he now goes on to say, I am dying of hunger. That's the picture of some people's life. The first verse is the beginning of the month. The last verse is from 14th. The die of hunger. First one week, you are always in promise. You don't live there. Say, where are you, sir? I did promise. Just a relax. First Monday, Tuesday, seven days, there. Buying food, 3,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. Then Tuesday of the next week, you are eating Indomie. No stew, no fish. You see, this attempt to show people that God has blessed you, stop it. Are you hearing? This thing, you just, just stop it. Stop it. There's more to life than that. You are in this land, you're from Boni here, you've been working for years. You don't have a piece of land. You can't build a house. Eh? Family compound, family compound, family compound. If the other family did not build, which compound would you enter? Where, where is your own family compound where other people will enter? I mean, you just, I mean, people just leave. You, know, you are not thinking of the future. You are living in family compound. Your wife will make soup. Your own grandmother will now come and say the soup does not. I mean, all kinds of embarrassment. And you have, another train is coming. If you like, don't go and buy a land. And don't build. Then when they talk to you anyhow, you say, ah, they are talking to me anyhow. The prodigal son got large inheritance and wasted it on riotous living. There was wealth, but no capacity to manage it. The parable of Jesus in Mark that we talked about is the same thing. Hmm? New wine. Not be put in what? The boy had new wine in terms of new money, but what did he have? Old wine skin. The money was wasted, the boy was wasted until he returned home. It was dying of hunger. Dying of hunger. Some of you should not be living the way you are living right now if you would apply wisdom. Praise God. You know, you know, sometimes, I mean, Sister Mary says this all the time. Some people, when they listen to us teach today, this is not where our life started from. When I finished secondary school, uh, when I finished secondary school, it was one year or two years before I got into the university. I started teaching. They were paying me 800 naira. I was teaching primary three or primary four. They were paying me 800 naira. Myself and one of my pastors, Pastor Azuka. They were paying him 700, they were paying me 800. After my first salary, my second salary, I went to buy a camera. The camera was 650 thereabouts. So we would finish teaching. We would go to where they are doing it, as for any school stuff. We would take pictures. We would, and in those days, you would take pictures with all those long films. You would look, see yourself. Some people don't know how to recognize themselves. They would point something. You would print. They would say, it's not that one. We would go and sit all through the day trying to get those films printed. Picture of them was maybe 50 naira or 55 naira for one or something. And there's no transport in all of this movement. That's where I'm coming from. Today it was raining, so I went to pick my son in school. 
So I told him, I said, you had, I mean, I got to school and then they called him, your father is here to pick you. So I told him, when you go home, be thanking the Lord. I said, in my own days, when it was raining, we'll take paper bag, wrap all our school notes in that paper bag and put it. Then you will now enter the rain because nobody is coming to pick you. And if you are late, they will wonder, what were you? Because your mind should tell you that no matter how high the rain is, they are waiting for you at home. Are you following what I'm saying? You are not the only one that have suffered. This one, you have kept your suffering like a treasure box. You are not. Yeah, I mean, you're not the only one that has passed through things. You know, we, we, we just, those things made us to decide that, listen, our lives will count and we will pay the price. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me rush this thing. Hey, you, you have light today to read and you are struggling to read. Right? The kind of light we are using to read before is those ones you know they buy from the market. I don't know what's the proper English name for it. And I don't want to call the village name. You know those ones they will put the wick and then there's kerosene inside. Uh, what's it called? No, lamp is a good one. That's not, that's not it. <laughs> Don't worry, it's okay. They have several names for it. But you know what I'm talking about. It just has a week out. Eh? And then you light. Mm-hmm. That's what we used to read. Healing the smoke and reading. Healing the smoke and reading. Healing the smoke and reading. Today you have light. You have bed, reading lamp, bedside. Just for decoration. You just want to sleep, say, on the reading lamp. You don't read anything with it. I mean, it's just there. It's just on it. On the reading lamp. Just for... for, for for, for fun, just nothing. You are not reading anything. And then you expect that God will bypass people who are putting in the diligence to make something out of their life and pour new wine on your life, saying you are joking. You are joking. God is not mad. He would leave people who are putting in the grind and see you who is wasting opportunities. Ah, who do you think God is? What do you think God is? You don't know what people are putting on the line to make something out of their lives. And like the prodigal son, many of us just split wealth and go on to riotous living. John 16, 12, Jesus said, many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them. That means you don't have the capacity to sustain the things I want to tell you. The Holy Spirit was given to expand our capacity to receive from God divine revelations and insights. John 16, 12. And why am I passionate about this subject? Because I see Christians who live their life carelessly and they expect God to just do something miraculous. And that's what, listen, I'm not against prayers, but that's what gives rise to all the multiple prayer meetings we have all over the place. Pray in the morning, pray in the afternoon, pray in the evening, pray in the morning, pray in the afternoon. People are not thinking. You are a young person. You are all alone. You have got all the time. You will not build your capacity. When, the, when demands come upon you, what will you deliver? Why would you remain where you are? After these many years, with this exposure, with the access you have. 
Stop praying for new things. Change your wineskin. Go and build capacity for the future. When opportunities come and personal capacity has not been built, then it will go to waste. Let me run this quickly. Three areas you need to build your capacity. Spiritual life. So let me look at spirit, soul, and body very quickly. Spiritual life. Number one, go on personal prayer retreats. Build your capacity in prayer. Stretch your capacity in the place of prayer. Okay? Take some days out. Pray in tongues for hours. What are you doing? You're building your capacity. Soak in messages and teachings. Soak in messages and teachings. Soak in messages and teachings. Take messages in. Take teachings in. Number three. Spend time in prayer and study of the word. What are you doing? You're building your spiritual capacity. Most of us, we don't have excuses. Everything required for our increase is right before our eyes. Let me tell you this. I don't ever forget it. God does not force things on people. And you can also force things on what? On people. You can't. You can't. So your spiritual capacity, go on prayer, personal prayer retreat, soak in messages, take in the word of God, study the word of God. Study the word of God. Get in the word. <sighs> Glory to God. Get in the word. Mental, mental capacity. Let me talk about this. Mental capacity. In Daniel chapter 9 verse 2, it says, I, Daniel, understood by books. You know the question I asked myself in my notes right here? What were the other people in Babylon reading? Daniel was reading the books of Jeremiah. Getting the prophetic word that Israel needed to be liberated. What were other people reading? Because of the things he read, his prayer changed. And God could use him to change the nation. What are you reading? What are you reading? I understood by books the number of years we ought to be in captivity. What do you spend your time reading? Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. Paul was in prison. And he says, Get me the books. Bring the parchment, especially the books. We saw that Paul had a passion to read. We saw that Paul had a passion to read. Do you have a passion to read? Nobody was born knowing how to read. Everybody developed it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Nobody, everybody had to cultivate, had to develop it. Any habit you do, is it when you come, bring the cloak, which I left at trust with couples, and the books, the books, not book, bring the books, especially the parchment. A man was right in prison, was asking for books. You, you have your own house. You'll be asking for shawarma. Bring the books. A man, in, if you were in prison, you are, you are a free man in your own house. You don't like books. If you were in prison, you would not even read. Hmm? But he was in prison. He was asking for books in prison. Writing letters to strengthen churches from prison. Look at teenagers all around us going haywire. What are you doing? Just to sit down hmm? and be forwarding the videos of their misbehavior. Hey! God, we have this generation forwarded. God, we have this generation. You are there. What are you doing? What are you doing to make the world a better place? What are you doing to make your local church a better place? What are you doing to change the world? Get books that stretch your mind and thoughts within the kingdom. Get books that stretch your mind. Hmm? Some of you are the sight of books. will just... Ah! This book, when will somebody finish it? That's why you don't read your Bible. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Say, ah! God. God is speaking to man. This is books. <laughs> 
And you know, have you heard people say, those that can read, they are trying. I don't know how they do it. How they do it is that they open the book and they read. And they stop making things look mysterious. Stop making things look mysterious. Are you following what I'm saying? Say, how, do they, how do they manage? They manage, first of all, they buy the book. Secondly, they open it. Thirdly, they start reading. There's no mystery to these things. Number two, develop and maintain a consistent reading schedule. Sign up for courses and conferences in the area of your field, whatever your field is. Study again, study again, go back, study again. There are a lot of online courses today. Study again. There's something I, I, I usually talk about when I mentor people in this area. I call it data for development, D4D. Subscribe to institutions that have free courses and learn. Use your data to build your life, not destroy your life. There are a lot of free online courses. Hmm? And my sisters are the ones that are good in this. Some of you have cooked things and baked things from internet, right? Although it's not exactly, it doesn't exactly come out the same way. But, <laughs> but I mean, how many of you have had that experience? You know, you put the YouTube, you go in, they say put this and then and then. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Someone at that time can be watching something else. And at the end of the day, both of you have spent the same amount of data, but you came out with a new skill, right? And they came out with something, maybe even a funny addiction or something. So data for development. Determine that every data you have would go for your own development. We have over 300 messages on our YouTube channel. Go watch those things. Put some things. Use your free time to build your capacity, not lose what you already have. Some of you have built your capacity up until this place and then you will rest and rest and rest and lose. To him who has, more will be given. To him who has not, even that which is given will be taken away from him. Invest in getting proper exposure. Sign up for conferences. Okay? Sign up for conferences. Go to places. Open your mind. Expose yourself. Right? Go online. Professional conferences. Attend. Stretch your mind. Go for it. Build capacity for the future. Then your body. Mark 6.31 Jesus said you should come apart and rest. Watch your body. Watch you eat. Rest properly. Your health in general. Your body needs to be strong and healthy to fulfill purpose. Don't get into the future and then your body cannot stand it. Hmm? Take care of your body. Let me say this and then we'll wrap up. Am I truly ready for the future I am praying for? That's one question you should ask yourself. Am I truly ready for the future that I'm praying for. Are you ready for it? Number two, do I have the necessary capacities for the opportunities that would come my way? Am I ready for the future I'm praying for? And do I have the necessary capacity for the opportunities that would come my way? Then I said this, you cannot desire a global future with a local mindset and a local habit. You cannot desire a global future with a local mindset and a local habits. What are some of the other ways to build your capacity? Three things and we're, we're done. Number one, make a specific plan of areas you want to enhance and build your capacity. Okay? What are the areas you want to build your capacity in? Plan, plan that and develop that. Number two, get a mentor if you can and stay committed. A mentor will stretch your view and your current capacities. A mentor will stretch your views and your current capacities. Number three, hang around people who are constantly and consistently developing. 
Hang around people who are consistently and constantly developing. It will stretch you. I want to plead with you. Please, take your life seriously. My late mentor, Reverend Tony Atey, used to say something. And when he used to say it, it looked, but it, it, it came so strong to me today. We used to sit down, he used to teach us on, um, on Sundays called School of the Spirits. Once in Mushesha Estate in Wari. And he said, I'm teaching you guys now. He said, but life will separate you guys. He says, the next 10 years will separate you guys. The next 20 years will separate you guys. He says, life will separate you guys. He kept pouring into us. And when I look back today, life has actually separated us. It's the same thing I'm telling you this evening. The next 10 years would separate all of us. Some of us will be where we need to be. Some of us will be nowhere. It won't be because you didn't hear the messages. It will be what you did with them. And I look back today and I look at all of us who sit down under Reverend Tony and heard all those messages and look at where we are and truly life has separated us. The next 10 years are just around the corner. The next 5 years are around the corner. Would you remain the same person you are today? Two things would make you change. is acting on the things you have heard. I want to beg you, take this series, listen to it again. Make a commitment for progress. Make a commitment for progress. Let's be in our faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you. I'm asking, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that everyone under the sound of my voice tonight will receive a fresh grace to be diligent with their life and get to where they need to be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's have a sit uh, as we get ready to receive our offering. We'll, we'll close in, in a moment. On Sunday, what Sunday? Uh, I didn't hear you. What Sunday? Gratitude. Amen. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.